<laughs> and we're back. <laughs> All right. To catch you up on what you missed. Um, the buffs sound like they're going back to the Big 12. I made a weed joke. Um, uh, Rick George's regur- regurgitating quotes. And I think that's where we are. And new studio. Oh, and new studio. <laughs> if you didn't hear. Um, but Dennis Dodd, he posted this article yesterday. And he added an interesting side note to this, that Dion Coach Prime Sanders really wants to get Colorado, the Buffaloes, back into Texas in the Big 12. Mm, Don't let Coach Prime get back to Texas (laughs) or else you're all in big, big trouble. Well, and then the new Big 12 has Florida in it now, right? Right. I mean, it it makes perfect sense for him. Um, You know, I'm sorry if Connor is tuning in. We will, Connor and Clint. Yeah, we will bid adieu to, you know, the beach in yep. Los Angeles, which was already leaving anyway, but, you know, the bay mm-hmm. and the warm weather in Arizona in the late seasons. Well, we don't know yet, but... Potentially, yes. right. Uh, and say hello to Waco, Texas, and <laughs> Ames, Iowa, but also Orlando, Florida. And uh, Morgantown, West Virginia, Cincinnati, you know, West Virginia seems like it could be a good time. It's actually a really cool state. Yeah. It's just, really pretty. In like a in like a ratchet way. <laughs> you really said good it, time. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, to go back to this Dennis Dodd article. Um again, no change from the Rick George comments. Um, but it does seem that if Colorado were to join uh starting for the twenty twenty five season, they would be getting a full share of the media rights. So I think partial share for 2024 is what that means. And then upgraded to a full member just one year after. That would be worth around $31.7 million per year. Um, That, of course, is with ESPN and Fox. We have the four new schools that have just joined, and we'll see what happens with these four corner schools. But uh, how do you feel about potentially going back to the Big 12? (sighs) I'm kind of with Rick George. In a perfect world... The Pac-12 doesn't shit the bed and end up in this position in the first place. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I said yesterday, the pac 12s a part of these conversations about who's going to become the next power conference. But they're clearly on the other side of it, right? If it's SEC, Big Ten, 1-2, maybe ACC, 3, it's Big 12 or, or ACC in there, 4, or 3 or 4, mm-hmm. pac 12s a 5. They're in the worst position right now of any of the conferences. So I don't care about the – individually I care about these people, but I don't care about the alumni base in L.A. anymore. It doesn't, it's irrelevant. Yeah. Um, I don't care about the you know academic standards and how Colorado's are a little bit more on par with the Pac-12. I don't care about any of that. I just want to get off a sinking ship. Yeah. And so if you can go back to the Big 12 – and I believe that's a bridge move for you, then you go to the Big 12, you let Coach Prime dominate recruiting in Texas. Yeah. And again, give him an extra pipeline into Florida. And if that's the best thing for Colorado football and that takes them off the sinking ship and that gives them the opportunity to continue to elevate while the, the SEC and the Big 10 are kind of planning their next move, that's what I want. So there is some news out of the Pac-12 side. Uh, John Canzano talked to Oregon's athletic director, Rob Mullins. Here are little nuggets from this. Um, Asked about that $31.6 million price tag from the Big 12. And if the Pac-12 can get close to that, 
Um, Athletic Director Mullen said, you have the right sources. You've been spot on to Kanzano, who's, of course, been reporting on the Pac-12 side. It's kind of the story here. Yeah, yeah. Dennis Dodd and CBS on the Big 12 side versus Kanzano and his Pac-12 sources. Um, I don't know if you've heard, but there's been a lot of talk about the SEC changing how many games that they're going to play, conference games in a schedule, in a season. To nine? Um, I They've just been talking a bunch about it. Okay. But, um, kind of asked about that. Um, and losing, you know, potentially not only just UCLA and USC, but what happens if more schools leave? They talked about a seven-game conference schedule, um, a conference schedule. I mean, um, and it would only work out with uh, mostly home games. Apparently, trying to deal with all these, what's like when uh, Washington and Ohio State were scheduled, right? Those out-of-conference games, those mm-hmm. big-ticket games. It's becoming harder for these teams to schedule those games because no one's really sure about who's going to be in what conference. Right. Like the media deals all play into it. Like they don't know where they're going to be broadcasting these games or anything. Um, but he was asked about going to a, staying at nine games. And he said it's becoming increasingly difficult because of that situation with scheduling out of conference schedules. Um, they said that after Texas A&M and Oregon, they were scheduled to play after that kind of broke apart. Oregon had to pay $1.6 million to San Jose State just to fill out their schedule for that year. And that was literally just scrambling, trying to grab a team to throw on the schedule. Um, the playoff schedule is something that he's talked about. And that was something that uh, I think uh, Commissioner Sankey talked about from the uh, SEC earlier was that when this playoff expands, they want to go to 12, like one through 12, like the old BCS. No automatic qualifiers, stuff like that. Um, so I don't know how the Pac-12 would really fit into that when you're yeah, like 10 teams and you got San Diego State and I guess SMU in there now instead right, of right, all right. these schools. Um, so that's kind of what's going on in the Pac-12. I mean, it's kind of what we've really been getting from them this entire time. A whole lot of nothing. Right. And... That's the problem is the Pac-12's own members don't even want to stay in the Pac-12 right now. Mm -hmm. So they can't be worried about gathering when they can't even keep, you know, their own chickens in the coop. And so, you know, and and honestly, you can envision this scenario where it's like as soon as you turn your back on what you have, they're out the back, you know, the back fence while you're trying to go find new ones. Everyone is trying to get out. Everyone is trying to look for greener pastures right now. And... You know, uh, it's the old kind of saying, like, if you don't know who the idiot in the room is, it's you. If you're not looking to get out of the Pac-12 right now, you're looking to get left behind. Yeah. So someone in the um, in the chat said the Big 12 is also a sinking ship. I'm in a very metaphorical mood. I'm thinking of this as like uh, American Ninja Warrior. Okay. where it's like there's (laughs) this there's this lake in front of us, right? Or like this little pond, this little water feature in front of us. And there's these little like pads. Yeah. And right now you're on this Pac-12 and it's like super wobbly. You have to jump to the next one and that's going to be the Big 12. Right. And then on the other side is like solid ground. That's the Big, the Ten, Big Ten or the SEC. So that's like you got to jump from the one that's like maybe the most wobbly to a little more stable one. Then you got to get to the final mm. kind of landing area there. It to me certainly feels like the Big 12 is in a better position. They're giving more. They're they're getting more money. Right. That's what right. this all comes down to. They're getting more money. So you go and you gather as much money as you can while you're there. And if Coach Prime stays for five years, let's say, which I have always acknowledged 
would be a dream. Mm -hmm. Then year four, which would, you know, would probably be year three in the Big 12, you might be towards the end times of college football as we know it right. three years from now. So much has changed. Think about how much things have changed in just three years right now. Mm -hmm. And that's when you might be there for the Big Ten saying, all right, come on. You know, we've got room here. We've got our we've got a couple spots on our Noah's Ark right. um, to let you on. So to me, keep pivoting until you find the right spot. Standing on the pack twelve staying on the pack twelve is not going to end up getting you where you need to be. Um another advantage that the Big Twelve has is of course they're getting more money, but this media rights deal only runs through 2030, 2031. So this could be like a you know, to go along with your metaphor. You only have to stay on this uh, little more wobbly Big 12 platform not that long compared to even your Pac-12 stint, which was 10, was it 10, 12 years? Uh, the buffs were in the Pac-12. and You only get to do it for, what, six? If you make the jump after this season? Yep. Um, and then you can kind of figure it out from there. I mean, it's worth noting, too, the Big 10 is also, with their change in leadership, they've got a bunch of things to figure out. It just feels like everything's in flux right now. It's college football offseason, I guess. Yeah, obviously you're losing Texas and Oklahoma, right? Mm -hmm. But you just look at these schools and it it seems like a better conference than what the Pac-12 is left over with. Um, you add Colorado, and it's not just going to be Colorado. So how many are they at total right now? So this is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. So really? Mm-hmm. Because they added the four new two, teams. Three, four, five. Six, seven, eight. Yeah, nine, ten. Okay. So they could probably add four more, right? Mm -hmm. Colorado, Utah, mm -hmm. Arizona, Arizona State. Yep. Now you're talking. Yeah. Right? You've got, you know, TCU who was uh, in the championship last year. You've got your, you know, Oklahoma State, which is kind of a long par, some of these other ones. But you've got BYU, which has always been a solid brand in college football. You've got Colorado. You've got Utah. Um, K-State's good right now. Yeah. Like, it's missing the the superstar power. Mm -hmm. uh, but, hey, maybe that ends up being Colorado. For sure. Um, so we do have a couple updates on recruiting. Some blue-chip prospects have included Colorado in their top schools. We're going to start with Xavier Mincy. You want to take a wild guess where he's from, Ryan? Florida. Yes, sir. Daytona Beach, Florida, Mainland High School. He put out a top 10 yesterday. A pretty interesting one. Everyone's on a different planet. How about that? What planet are we? <laughs> the very top one. Is that Earth? I guess so. I don't know. Hold on here. <laughs> Ryan's I think we're on the moon. Oh, we're the moon? Yes. It uh, looks to me as if Miami is Earth. <laughs> um... That looks like Saturn for Alabama. Really testing my planet knowledge here. Uh, is A&M the... No, A&M is Mars. Okay. The sun is not involved. It's behind It's him. just not existing yep. in this. Or maybe he is the sun. He is the sun. The world... The, yes. the universe revolves around him. Exactly. That is... All right. We're figuring... See, it's big metaphor day. It is. Uh, anyways, in the top 10, U UCF, Alabama, Tennessee, Florida State, A&M, Miami, Florida, Ole Miss, Penn State, and CU. This guy is 
a top 131 overall player in this upcoming class. 6'3", 180 already as well. Wow. Uh, 11th overall safety. No crystal balls. At least 34 offers. Um, so there you go. There's another guy to look out for. The next guy is London Merritt mm. from Atlanta, Georgia. 56th overall player in the 2025 class. And the eighth overall edge, he is listed at 6'3", 230 from Woodward Academy. He put CU in the top 12. Again, this is a 2025 player, so there's a long, long way to go here. But Florida State, Notre Dame, Ohio State, North Carolina, Tennessee, Florida, Alabama, Clemson, A&M, CU, USC, and LSU. Pretty good company. Yeah, yeah. As with all things. Yeah. That, that any, one's any not metaphors cool. here? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> What can you dig out from that? What's on the ground? Oh, that's smoke. <laughs> hmm. I mean, there's still a, a galaxial. Is that a word? <laughs> galaxy <laughs> Celestial? <laughs> is that what I was looking for? <laughs> I think so. Uh, celestial <laughs> theme going on here. <laughs> oh, we'll take it, though. Um, it's not as bad as when I called a facade a facade. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Happened on this show just about 45 iterations of it ago. <laughs> That's hilarious. Maybe See, I'm not even the worst one when it comes to words on this show, I guess. We all grow up eventually. <laughs> uh, shout out to Pins and Aces, the official golf apparel partner of All City and DMVR. You've been hitting the course a lot lately, haven't you? Yeah, got to get my game right. Not this weekend, mm -hmm. but the weekend after that is like my big golf tournament with all my buddies from high school. Yeah. So I got to be dialed. Let's go. Um, Pins and Aces has a new DMVR polo, right? Yes. Uh, I have only worn Pins and Aces polos on the golf course this year. Strictly. Let's go. Great vibes. Yep. And the DMVR one, busted it out the other day, hit driver better than I have in years. No coincidence. It's a sign. If you want to find your driver, then get the DMVR Pins and Aces polo then. <laughs> uh, they make amazing polos, hats, golf bags. Galactic uh, was also an option for the word I was looking for. <laughs> Check I like Galaxial. It seems Galaxial. like a word. You know what that sounds like? That sounds like a kid who just like makes a gamer tag on Xbox Live and you're reading it like <laughs> Galaxial. <laughs> Uh, it sounds like the cable for your TV coaxial. Yeah. yeah, that's like an old like part that my dad like knew about in his stereo or something. <laughs> Check out pinsandaces.com and use code DMVR to receive 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com. And then Shador's number two. We have it just right in front of us now. Mm. Always there. Making me hungry. Yep. Um, I had some more last night. It's just amazing. Going to need a new bottle soon. Uh, you also can get your hands on some Shador's number two with, or go into plbse.com. There, use the code ALLCITY, and you'll get 10% off your order of Shador's number two. Goes great on absolutely everything. Uh, wings, I think, is going to be the, the next thing I try with these. Oh, yeah. And then uh, this episode of the DMVR Bus Podcast is brought to you by Illegal Pete's. Illegal Pete's has their happy hours 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. every day now. Expanded happy hours for the summer. Uh, so that's five hours that you can go out there, get a bucket of beers, enjoy their patio. Uh, incredible burrito. You can also grab a house beer bucket for you and the crew. Five sixteen ounce beers for $15. Your go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. All right, Ryan. All right. Um, <laughs> we did... Uh, Dark horse teams, and you put Mark Vissette on your team? 
Was that right? He was in my honorable mention Dark Horse team. All right. Uh, well, you were asking for a better punting game this year, right? Really concerned yes. about what we had last year. I legitimately am. <laughs> well, good news, at least according to Big Game Boomer, our guy. All right. We like him when he does right by us. Exactly. Put out his uh, top returning punters, top 50 returning punters for the season. Your boy, Mark Vissette, the 27th best punter in the country. <laughs> that's a huge up. That's actually up 700 spots from where they were last year at 727th <laughs> best punter in the country. That's uh, n- They may not have even had 727 <laughs> net punting yards last year. Uh, I've never <laughs> and seen, they punted a lot. I've never seen anything like it, man. I've never seen it. I, I don't know if there was one good punt. I can't remember one. Crazy. Well, actually, they may have had a, a decent punter before uh, that whole situation. Remember, we went through two punters. Oh, wow. That would have been, been, for, been made for a spicy headline on this show. <laughs> no doubt. <huh? laughs> Let's go back in time. Uh, but there you go. We should at least have uh, the advantage of some better field position on our side come this fall. Let's go. Honestly, it's one of those things that you just – don't really think about until you see over the course of a season mm-hmm. how much having a good punter or a bad punter changed the field position battle throughout the year. Yep. And like, <clears throat> just go look at the best teams in the country and tell me how their punting was. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be one for one. There's probably a good team that had a bad punter. But, you know, and not that they were like the best team, but like Iowa is a team that had right. terrible offense, great defense, and a great punter. Mm-hmm. The punter put their them in a position to consistently put their defense on the field and like generate points for them or the defense of pin you know pin them on the 1 yard line the defense holds them 3 and out now they have the ball on, on offense on the 40 so 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 many times throughout a season where you need your punter and you're counting on your punter and last season I'm sorry I I don't want to say I, I won't say him by name but the punting was so bad that it Every possession went from bad to worse. Yeah. So like first down's bad, second down was terrible, <laughs> third down was embarrassing, and fourth down was like just put a bag over my head and send me <laughs> oh, out of no. here right now. It was really bad. It was. I mean, I don't, we don't have to dog on the punter from last year, no. but it was tough. Uh, Lawrence says Mark Vissette ran down Tay Beasley in the spring game, already winning. Damn! Wow. I have to see that um, highlight again. That has to be from one of the blocked field goals, of course. I'm assuming Vissette was holding. Mm-hmm. And and I remember Beasley did get chased down because Jeremiah Brown, remember, he took his all the way back. Oh, but Beasley gosh. got tackled. Wow. That feels like it was forever ago. He's like an actual athlete, too, by the way. Like when you look at him in videos, and like I remember there was one video where he was kind of sitting near the front of the um, the meeting room. Doesn't really look like a punter. He looks like an athlete. That's huge. For I sure. Think, honestly, you're like you're seeing that a lot more these days. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. We usually don't talk too much basketball, but we have some great basketball news today. Let's go. I, I roll with that. Uh, Tristan Da Silva is officially coming back. Literally just announced right before we went live, Ryan. So stoked for Tristan. Um, this this team has a lot of pieces. A lot of really good pieces. Mm-hmm. Tristan Silva. First of all, let me just talk a little bit about Tristan. Do you it. know, when he was brought to Colorado, um, a lot of people thought, okay, well, they're just kind of like hoping that he turns out to be somewhat like his brother, Oscar mm-hmm. Da Silva, who was a star in the Pac-12 for Stanford. 
to me, when he got here, my hopes of that actually happening were really low. Um, he has put in the work to get stronger. And as he's grown up, he's gotten more athletic. Yep. He's bouncy. He has all the skills inside, outside, passing, dribbling. He's become an awesome player like to the point where now in this last season, I think he can legitimately challenge his brother's legacy in the Pac-12. Like I mm -hmm. think he can be that good. So I'm really, really happy that Tristan's coming back. And I'm excited for this basketball team. It is so weird. Basketball has merely been a... I'd call it like a chaser mm -hmm. for a really, really bad liquor. Right. Like you just drank <laughs> the worst tasting liquor you've ever had in your life. That was the football season. Yep. And then basketball was your chaser. You're like, oh my God, hand me that <laughs> orange juice or whatever. I just need to wash this down. Yeah. And it's so weird now because if we were to rewind the clock one year ago, we might be talking more about basketball on this show. Right. Throughout the summer. Then football, because we're like, yep, all the best players transferred. Yep. They're going to be terrible. Yep. But basketball just got the number one player in the country. Tristan's coming back, et cetera, et cetera. I love that I don't have to sit here and say, you know, a classic phrase on Buff's Twitter, which is, is it November yet? Mm. Uh, which is what, you know, everyone would just tweet after they lost by 40. Right. Um, we don't have to think about basketball that much. But when we do, it's like a nice little reminder. like, Oh, yeah, they're also going to be good. Yeah. Um, there's also some Cody Williams news that we can get to a bit shortly. But uh, Tristan De Silva, of course, kind of went to... I don't know exactly how it works for college basketball, but he went through the NBA draft process. And you can go so far, and I guess today was the deadline, where you have to withdraw your name and you can actually return to school, which is what he did... I believe he was first team all conference last year. Um, he had his first career double double last year. He had multiple double doubles too after that point. I have some breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Um, Colorado hosting Nebraska, season opener, or home opener, first game at home with the coach prime area, 10 a.m. No. Yeah. Our time? Yeah, it's big noon again. So back-to-back -back weeks on Big Noon kickoff, 10 a.m. And we don't get game day. And we don't get game day. And we're, we're playing football at 10 in the morning? Yep. Get ready to start tailgating at 6. Holy cow. Um, a couple other things here. September 16th, so week three against Colorado State, 8 p.m. on ESPN. Now that's... Why not just flip those? I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, God. An 8 p.m. game against CSU. I'm going to be a mess. Oh, my God. Just count me out for the post game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, that's going to be a marathon day for yeah, you, Yeah, that's, that's bad. Uh, October 13th against Stanford is also an 8 p.m.er uh, on ESPN. So that's cool. And then November 17th at Washington State, 8.30 p.m. on FS1. Man, so we're, we're nothing in between. Wow. We're either getting the earliest possible game or the latest possible game. That's crazy, man. Uh, that sucks for the Nebraska game. Yeah, that that's... Man, I wish someone would have like fought harder to stop that from happening. But whatever. So that game's going to be on Fox also then? Back-to-back -back weeks. Big noon kickoff is, uh, is, is the Buffs game. TCU and Nebraska. Well, uh, Joel Klatt and Gus will be pretty uh, used to calling some Colorado by the time that they go to the Big 12 next year then. Text from my buddy. Well, 6 a.m. is as good a time as any to get hammered. <laughs> I'm going to set the human land record for mimosas consumed before sunrise. Oh, my gosh. 
Wow, man. Okay, it says 11 a.m. local. Oh, what? Why would the Buffs account, official account, put out 10 a.m.? This is uh, from our guy Curtis. It says, Privy. So we'll air on it, Fox, in its big noon Saturday spot at 10 a.m. Mountain. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. So 10 a.m. Mountain. But why does it say 11 a.m. local right next to it? That is local time. I don't know. <laughs> it does say that. 10 a.m., 11 a.m. local. Oh, no. That's the TCU one. Oh, okay. So. Wow. They are really not being kind to us with this out-of-conference schedule. No. Man, that's such a bummer. I mean, we will have a lot of eyes. Mm-hmm. Like, First two weeks of the season, the first game of the day. For sure. Like everyone's chomping at the bit to watch football, college football at 10 a.m. on Saturday morning. From what I, So from what I remember, in 2019, the last time they played the LaVisca game, wasn't that a very, very early game too? It was like first game of the day, I feel like. Mm, not that early. I no? think that was like a one o'clock. Okay. Damn. Yep. Well, we got some times at least. Here's a... As you guys know, I'm good at spinning things. Won't be hot for the tailgate. Right. You know, like, because if you get like a, a five o'clock start there, then the tailgate is going to be 90 degrees. Yep. Um, it will end up being, you know, probably 80, 90-ish degrees for the actual second half. Mm-hmm. But really, in Colorado, like, you don't, I don't know where how it is everywhere else, but here... It's not going to hit like the warmest time of the day until three o'clock. Right. So we're missing that. Um, all right. So it looks like the last chance for game day then would be the USC game, right? Unless you have another game that you would throw out there. But maybe mm. if they go to like Oregon or if Oregon State and the Buffs are both have good records or something, you know. But what, yeah, what I was going to say is like it all just comes down to the narrative, right? The story. Right. But um, USC would make perfect sense. Two potential Heisman candidates. Potentially. That's dope. All right. Well, oh, yeah, uh, I forgot that everyone says in Texas there's never any, it doesn't matter what time of day it is. It's just <laughs> too, uh, it's just hot. It's just too hot. Also, Cisneros says, LOL, I can figure out who that text was from. You are 100% right. <laughs> I know That's for hilarious. a fact you know who it is. <laughs> Love that. Um, all right. Uh, Tristan's coming back, but uh, Cody Williams is going to be attending USA Basketball's. U- uh, U19 training camp to be on the U19 men's national team. Hell yeah. That's huge. So I'm really distracted by this time. <laughs> it's I'm, it's I'm all good. Pissed. I'll work us through this real quick. All right. Um, he's vying for a spot on their 12 member team uh, that will resent, represent the U.S. in the 2023 FIBA U19 men's World Cup as scheduled for June 24th to the 2nd in Hungary. Camp begins on June 11th, so here in a couple weeks. So there you go. Cody just played in the uh, McDonald's All-American game. He was at the uh, Men's Nike Hoop Summit. Um, He's been all over the place. Of course, the number one player in the class. We'll see exactly what happens with this uh, national team. But I wouldn't be surprised if we're following Cody Williams through this, too. We also have the TBT, the basketball tournament, coming up, too. The Team Colorado. So uh, basketball actually uh, turning up this summer. I actually like that TBT when Colorado has a team in it. Colorado's team made it to the finals one time. Mm-hmm. And they used to do this thing. I don't know if they do it anymore. It's like if you sponsored the team. Mm-hmm. So basically like they had to get like 100 people to support them to get into the tournament. Right. And I like I was one of the first people to start sending out a link. So then I got like ranked as like the number two fan. <laughs> and 
if they won the million, I was set to make like two thousand, wow. like a little like kickback. That's crazy. I know, and everyone was telling me like you should hedge, but I was like too young to like know how to do that, <laughs> yeah. and my sports betting wasn't legal yet, <laughs> so I missed out. I probably could have made like a G off of that. Uh, Evan Batty, Deshaun Schwartz, Dallas Walton, Jariah Horn on this team. Uh, three members from the twenty sixteen NCAA tournament team: George King, Treshawn Fletcher, Dom Collier. Collier. Uh, Collier. <laughs> Um, and then it's going to be uh, coached by uh, Zach Rubisom. Yes, which is sick. Yeah. Yep. So there you go. When does this start exactly? Sometime in June, I know for sure. I think at least it's coming up. All right, let's get to some questions really quick. But first, a word from our friends at Breckenridge Brewery. You guys know we love our Breck brews here at DMVR. They have a beer for every occasion. Uh, tomorrow is going to be mayhem here. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, I my, mean, so like my parents have been to the bar like one time mm-hmm. ever. You know, they live in Boulder. It's like a long drive, whatever. They don't really get out much. <laughs> they hit me up about coming tomorrow. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if you guys are necessarily about this life. <laughs> like, it's going to get wild. It's going to be so unbelievably packed in here. And I'm like, all right, like, I can't, like, reserve you a table like, right. I, I can't reserve a table for anyone i can't reserve a table for myself right so like you guys got to get here at two mm-hmm. my brother just moved here so uh he's gonna be experiencing it for the first time tomorrow probably in a corner somewhere <laughs> but it's, like if you're into the atmosphere and the crowd there's no no better place to be yep um some have argued that it's even better than being at the stadium it's it gets pretty damn electric down there. Yes. Man. Uh Timmy P coming? We'll see. We'll see. Let's go. The DMs are open for him. Let's go. Um we are charging a cover to get in for tomorrow night, but with that, your first Breck beer is free. Uh Hell you can yeah. get a Mile High City Golden cool. Ale. Or if you are a DNVR, DNVR member, there's no yep. cover. DNVR diehard. Good job. Uh thank you. Vanilla Porter Jr., Fun Slinger. Broncos Country Pale Ale, my favorite, the Mountain Beach Sour. You can get all that great stuff here tomorrow at the DMVR Bar. You can check out the beer locator, though, at www.breckbrew.com to find a Breck Brew near you. Uh, Also, shout out to Shady Rays. Polarized lenses, strong, durable frames. With that being said, though, Shady Rays also backs up every pair with their broken and lost replacement program. You can go to ShadyRays.com. Uh, shop their entire collection there, or go to the Park Meadows Mall. Uh, they still have this Memorial Day going, Memorial Day sale going through today. Today is the last day to take advantage of this offer. If you go to shaderays.com, you'll get 35% off all of their sunglasses, every single pair. So make sure you get on that. You have one day left, and you can try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Finally, shout out to our friends at Bacchus and Shanker. Uh, we have the sweet Ralphie neon, the uh, sweet Bacchus and Shanker neon. It's around here somewhere. It, uh, I heard it may be uh, no more. Oh, no. I know. We have to find it. Oh, someone must have <laughs> messed something up. <laughs> uh, best part about these guys is they, you don't have to pay them unless they make money for you. So no money uh, to speak with them about your case, no money while they, or no fees while they work on your case, and no fees... Unless they win your, case, win your case and win money for you, they've won over $1 billion for their clients. You can visit their neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Englewood, and Fort Collins. 
They help with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault. Car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrian, trucks. Can even help if you're injured at work. Smash that Shadora line. 222-2222 to find out if you have a case for free. Bax and Shanker wins. Let's go. Alpine Garage says he's coming uh, for the bar tomorrow. Come through, man. I'm being si- like, you got to show up at like 2 o'clock. Seriously, though, yeah. Uh, I, I originally was telling people 3. Then I heard we opened at 2. There will be people lined up at the door. Yeah, for like, sure. A few at least. Mm-hmm. Um, also, oh, I saw another one just a little bit above there that I wanted to speak to. A little higher, a little higher. Oh, no. Travis said, I'm looking forward to a Buffs away game going to the DNVR bar. Buffs away games at the bar are going to be insane. Yeah. I can't. I'm really excited for them because last year they were uh, lackluster. Well, yeah. It was you and me. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> we had a good time. We did have a great time. <laughs> there to not, the bitter end every time, too. Yeah, yeah, I remember like this. Might have been like the Minnesota game. I came away being like, I like talking about football, Jake. Let's go. That's sick. (laughs) We did our watch along then. That's famously right when we went live. And then uh, (laughs) JT Shroud got strip sacked on the first play for the second game in a row. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. What do we want to talk about today? Um, Bell's asking where the broom is in the new studio. We we don't have a broom in here. Oh, yeah. There were no Lakers fans in here, so we didn't need a broom. (laughs) Um, Matt asks, how big are these conferences going to get eventually? Are we going to have like four 2025 team conferences? Less. I think you're going to have two 2025 team conferences. Yep. It's pretty much going to... We're it's People keep calling it realignment. It's really what I keep thinking of it as is restructuring of college football. Yeah. Like you're literally turning, flipping everything on its head. The divisions aren't going to matter. Power five isn't going to mean a single thing. Group of five isn't going to mean a thing. Shoot, FCS may just become like the next like step below the like uh, right. the under two conferences because you're gonna have these G five schools just scrambling. Really, yeah. Merging conferences, whatever. It's gonna be so weird. I don't know what it's gonna be, but I do think it's gonna be two giant conferences. You could, I guess, talk about a scenario where the Big Twelve and ACC survive. Maybe the Pac twelve. Pulls a rabbit out of its hat at the last moment here and keeps everyone together and then they can start gathering. But I'm seeing two 25-team conferences, Mm -hmm. you know, top four teams from each side make the playoffs or top six teams from each side make the playoffs and and they battle it out. Our guy Justin's getting in here in the hangout on uh, kickoff time What is the CSU game. Oh, okay. He's just saying it's going to be electric. Yes, it is. Oh, man. It's going to be crazy. Uh, what else we got? Roderick, what new players are you guys going to interview? Uh, is there a limit to this no. list? <laughs> but we might have something up our sleeve. Uh, it's probably next week now. Okay. All right. All right. Good but um, something's coming up. Yeah. All right. Uh, Lawrence with the super chat. How does CU plan to expand Folsom? Hello, Big 12. No one's really expanding their stadiums right now. Mm-hmm. Like most places are trying to make smaller stadiums. That being said, there is room to expand. I, I would just tell you the west side, what is known as Balch Field House, will be eventually renovated. And that would be the closest thing to stadium expansion. Right. You could also close in the bowl um, on the northwest side yeah or it just kind of like goes back into the trees um you could just close that in and add i don't know 
couple thousand more seats for sure maybe less i don't know um we'll see i mean rick george talked about that in uh when he spoke to brian last week they spoke about he said that his first focus is uh the scoreboard yep. and then he wants to do the west side and talked about even doing stuff at the cu event center like like he was getting out there like this is what i want to do before i'm done here type of stuff do they still have the um what's the word i'm looking for the warranty on whatever speakers they bought. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear anything about the speakers. Okay, Maybe right. we can have Rick George play seems hotel. Seems like you should have a one-year warranty on those things. <laughs> we need him to blast Hotel California to test it again. <laughs> yeah. How about like Rick Ross? <laughs> That'd be more fitting. Did they blow the speakers the first time they tried to use them? Rick George just loves the Eagles, man. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> the Eagles used to play at Folsom. Really? Um, and there are a bunch of pictures of like Glenn Fry in CU gear. Really? Because he would like let people in. He would like let the equipment staff into the show if they hooked him up with CU gear. <laughs> That's dope. Is he from Colorado? No. Just loves the buffs, huh? Loved the buffs. Love Folsom. Who could blame him? Uh, Robert again. Uh, the start times may suck now, but would they have been on national TV last year? I mean, they technically were on national TV on the Pac-12 network yeah, at 10 p.m. at night. Yeah, but. that doesn't count. I just want, like, I, I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm, I, I, want, I know it is a better situation that they are on Fox. Yes. But any time other than 10 a.m., please. That's going to be rough, man. Yeah. The two biggest games of the year. I mean, eventually, hopefully, there's more at stake in Vegas, but the ones that we've been like thinking of talking yeah. of so much, both at 10 a.m. Come on. At least the uh, Texas one is we get 11 a.m. local time. <laughs> Bummer Maybe for it's a good here, thing though. for me. <laughs> well, I control, control yeah. you a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I, can, I can actually do the post-game show. Exactly. There's nice pacing to this. I mean, you can't really get yourself in trouble like throughout the morning and afternoon. Don't. You go I'll straight take that into as the, a challenge. But you go straight into the game <laughs> and it's just like straight into the post game. You're not yep. going to have an option. Yep. There'll be plenty of time to party after, especially after we win and we're 2-0. Yep. Um, Angela, can ESPN flex college games? Uh, they don't have to choose anything until yeah. 10 days before the game. Exactly. And then I guess they get one... Or like one window that they can take up to seven days. Is that what it is? Uh, so there's something like they can protect only a handful of games. But yeah, like there's a lot of times you won't know what time your game is going to be two weeks from then, like in the season. Yep. They really take their time with that. So we'll see. Jay's Jake and Arcade. Do y'all know a good Italian food place for Coach Sal? Yes. Um, there is a place right on. I will say 30th in Arapahoe, mm -hmm. and it is called Il Pastayo, and it fantastic story. When I was in college, I actually did like I was in a, like a radio production class or something, so I had to make like a radio story mm -hmm. about uh, a local business, and me and my buddy did one on Il Pastayo, um, which has a really cool story. Great, great gnocchi. Um, and all homemade pasta, like the the good stuff. Hell yeah! Tiny little spot, um, but yeah, that's where that's where Coach Sal should go. Let's go. There's also other good spots, but that's the first one that came to my mind. Uh, Coach Sal, did you see his speech in the? Uh, oh yeah. 
Love that guy. Yeah, he's good. Uh, Alfredi, Jake and RK, pro and cons, will Shiloh start? Wait. Um, pro and cons, if Shiloh starts, I guess? Pros and cons, will Shiloh start? I don't know what that means, but... We can work through it a yep. bit. Um, I mean, I guess the pro would be, I mean, this guy... Obviously, when healthy, produced at a all swack level two years ago, yep. was second in the swack and picks, um, has some P five experience, and of course can just absolutely lay the wood and be an impact player in terms of hitting. Um, but I guess Khan, how often is he really going to be on the field, even if he starts? Because of how many safeties there are, and you know we're already projecting that it's going to be a deep rotation at safety. Yep. Also, Andre tried to correct me in the comments. He said Il Postino, but no, it's mm. Il Pastio. P-A-S-T-A-I-O. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> um, G-Bad, Jake and RK just wondering, who do you think will score the first pick six of the season? This is oh. a great question. Carmani, Travis, or Shiloh? <sighs> Can I throw Bishop Thomas in there? <laughs> I'm taking a dark horse. Okay. Demoy Kennedy. Ooh, I like that one too. Um, I'll go with Cormani. I that would, I would be love amazing. to say Travis. I just think people are gonna be too scared to throw at him. Yep, that's why I picked Cormani because yeah. uh, he's kind of, I guess, the next target because. So who is it? Chandler Morris. Probably week Chandler one. Morris. Yeah. Something Sims week two. Jeff Sims. Jeff Sims. <laughs> yeah, from GT. Sounds like a baseball player. Um, and then we play. Do you remember uh, Max Johnson, the third quarterback from TCU last year? The fast guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're playing against him this year. He's on a Pac-12 team, I believe. No, I'm thinking of someone different. I'm thinking of a guy that came in like late. He's wearing number ten. I think it was like his last name was Daniels. Uh, oh, what's his name? Max Johnson's the former A&M quarterback. Can't remember his name. Okay. Um, but he's in the Pac-12, that third quarterback, the fast guy, who you're talking about. Oh, okay. So uh, we'll see him at some point, too. All right. What else do we got? I swear, do you all have the sound on the on of the broadcast on at the bar? Of course. Oh, yeah. That was one of the founding principles of the DNVR bar was, man, I would go around, before the existence of the DNVR bar, mm -hmm. you could go to any bar in town, and there is a 90% chance you had to ask them to put the Nuggets game on. Yeah. Now, again, this was a lesser time for the Nuggets. They weren't, you know, the f heavy favorites to win the championship at that moment. Right. But when we started the DNVR bar, we thought we need a place for fans to go where they never have to ask for the sound to go on and they never have to ask someone to put the Nuggets game or the Avs game or the Broncos game on. Right. Yeah, we got you covered here. Sam Jackson is his name. Yes. Um, and we actually won't be seeing him because he plays for Cal now. Oh, okay. But did you know that every quarterback in the Pac-12 may be a transfer? I saw that. Every saw single that. one. There was a couple reaches where it's like, eh, it doesn't look like that guy's going to start. Yeah, but. the um, Colin Schley and the yeah. UCLA guys, yeah. Um, but even then, it's going to be 10-11 guys at some point who have transferred. All of them. Wow. What's up, Tiff? Um, any news on Zakari Franklin from Sport Geek? Uh, he does have a crystal ball to Ole Miss that he got 
You got two of them, one on the 27th, one on the 28th. So. Also, we know the video's gone. We're working on it. Yeah. Uh, what else do we got? Jamel, who is the older gentleman in the cowboy hat that hangs around Coach Prime? Oh, man. I'll, I'll need to see his face to know who you're talking yeah. about. Um, I can't think of one off the top of my head. I think I might know who he's talking about, but I don't know who it is. Okay. Where's the buff sign from again? <laughs> Bad uh, time to not have the visual aid, but uh, <laughs> Saturday Neon. Yes, Saturday Neon. Saturday Neon, um, four buffs by buffs. Yep. DMVR after dark. <laughs> <laughs> Someone said, the battery said it had a long day. <laughs> it's only 12.30. I've been there. <laughs> um, first time in Studio B. Yep. Little, yep. little speed bumps. Little but, hiccups, uh, little speed bumps. It's all right. We'll get it ironed out. Someone up there said, uh, RK and Jake, the Buffs win the national championship. What do you do? Cry. I just cry a lot. I mean, I'd just be amazed honestly because this is just really like an experiment like no one's really built a team through the portal this way and if you got a national championship from that yeah that literally changes everything about college football how teams recruit how teams hire coaches i mean everything yeah i'd still just be crying <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's fair i expect that from you Oh, so you're good. We're about to wrap anyway. Yeah. Oh, oh there we oh. go. <laughs> uh, Ark Ashen asks if he's talking about Mark Johnson. No, he does no. have the cowboy hat. Everyone constantly. is saying that's his security. Oh, okay. Um, and then someone else had two former cops, I believe. Or who follow him around? We're back. <laughs> and there's the beautiful Saturday neon. There you sign. go. <laughs> um. Is that it? Oh my god, the camera is like wobbling. <laughs> <laughs> Earthquake. Or I'm tripping one of the two. <laughs> no. All right. All right, uh, let's just get out of here. <laughs> shout out Alyssa for uh, being a champion today. Yeah, she was grinding back there trying to keep uh, the, everything together. We'll be back tomorrow. Skull buffs? Skull buffs.